Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, a roundtable discussion that's a mix of friendship, humor, unbridled enthusiasm, and tabletop RPG topics sent in from around the world. Just for another Hello, and welcome to Season 30, Episode 24 of the Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Kimmy. My name is Adam. And I'm Bill. In today's episode, Forlorn Hope, I always say that wrong, Forlorn Hopes ask, uh, asks about a new how a new GM can recover from a too deadly combat encounter in a campaign. Steve in SoCal asks about how to fit gaming in after having kids and how to raise kids in a way that might make them more likely to be interested in gaming. And Andreas has a lightning round of questions for us, which they have not seen. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I need, I need a lightning round of questions. <laughs> Sneaky Kimmy. That's the part that says redacted. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to read these for you cold. It's nice. nice. Okay. Yes. Super fun. If you'd like to contribute a question or topic to the show, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Uh, announcements. Burke is still giving away a copy of Decima, so join the Discord and visit the giveaway channel for more information. That's happyjacks.org slash Discord. This contest is not sponsored by Golden Lasso Games, just for impulse to buy too many Decima decks. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And actually, we also have a new, like, forum feature in the Discord that they've, like, rolled out in the last week. We've been trying it out, and it's working pretty well. So there's a couple channels in there that are a little bit of a... If you've tried chat programs and stuff, and if you've tried Discord before, and you're like overwhelmed by how fast everything goes by, which is definitely me a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, very much. Yeah, the forums are much uh, kind of slower paced conversation. It's not permanent posting like old type forums used to be, uh-huh. um, but it's a slower conversation. So you still post, and it's it's more like a forum type, but the things aren't permanent like on old forums. So it's just a little bit of a calmer, slower paced conversation. I feel like Discord, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a party. Like you're at a party and there's conversations. Yeah. <laughs> and if you happen to be there when the, when it's going on, you're like, hey, bup, bup, yeah. bup, bup, and you can throw stuff in. <laughs> yeah. But you can come back and like, just don't, like, don't try to scroll back and find no. stuff. It's just yeah. like, forget right, it. Yeah, yeah. When I come in and it's like 37 messages in a Discord channel, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I just go to new. Because I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I've tried that before to read the old ones and they're like, oh, Hey, here's my funny thing I want to say about that. And everyone's like, oh, what are you talking about? That was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the forums are good for that because, yeah. like, yeah. the conversation stays on a specific topic and happens over the course of many days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's much better for for that type of thing. Yeah. So, so you can fun. just do what I do at a party and just walk up to people and just sort of awkwardly say, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then stare at them and not include yourself in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I do a lot in Discord, I feel. Like, what are they talking about? Oh, oh. And then I back away slowly. <laughs> but if you are uh, hearing us for the first time in the podcast or watching us uh, for the first time uh, live or on VOD, uh, or if it, you've been a longtime follower, listener, hanger router, but are not on the Discord, get on the Discord. It yeah. is awesome. I've been like so excited at how rejuvenated the our community has gotten. Uh, and there is like some serious knowledge that gets dropped. Yeah, on our Discord a channels, lot. a lot. I've learned so much. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it's lots of fun. Yeah, and you get tacos when you show up. It's very fun. That's right. <laughs> uh, 
All right. You know, at some point, not real. we have a live event. At some yeah. point, we can we yeah. need to have a big live a live thing, and we're going to have to do taco. Oh, yeah. absolutely. A big taco bar. A taco yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah. taco mm-hmm. truck. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just, it's the absolutely. thing. Absolutely. That'll be yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I want that right now. I know. Just like, oh, man, I skipped dinner. I haven't eaten anything yet. Tacos. Tacos. It's, it's been a real banner day for nutrition for me today. Like, <laughs> I, like. Uh, a pumpkin loaf slice th- for breakfast, and then I had some like leftover fried fish at like three in the afternoon while I was like super like hungry, and then like a peanut butter sandwich before I came over here. Like it's like Talk- it's well, well, like well, I'm back in college. <laughs> did you did you eat the fish angry? Were you like a pod damn it? I'm just like eating it furiously. Uh, I would have, but it was kind of a fluke. Ah uh, yes. Yes, the fish puns. I am here for it. Just for the hell of it, you gotta just do them. Oh, a lobster and never flounder. He wrapped his line around her and they drove off in his carp. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's a it's a song. It's a real song, actually. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah. In case Stork's in the chat. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stork will know that song. I'm sure somebody does. If anybody does, it's Stork. <laughs> Sorry, you were doing a show. It's fine. It's, no, this is the show. This is this is how it happens. <laughs> All right. Um. So let's start with uh the first one. Anybody have a preference for which one they read? How about I read the second one because I have uh, much less to contribute to that by far than the two of you do. I'll do the first one. I'll do the first one. Uh, (laughs) Mailbag one. Hail Kimmy, first of the agony aunts, director of the smalls, herald of the solid RPG advice, Templar of the temporal, girl of the golden lasso, president of a tiny unmapped island nation, rabbi of the 12 books of good advice. Liaison of information, greatest and cheapest of calamities. She who is like gold, lady of darkness, and the other people there. <laughs> that's, 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 that's us. That's they mentioned us. They mentioned us. And Peggy. In, in the last few years, <laughs> I have been mentoring a baby GM. I talked her through what you need to think about when running a game. I helped her design her first adventure. I warned her about locked doors the party can't get past and adapting multiple paths for the information the party needs. All of the really basic things. And she has gone off a rather sporadic game for her friends. I am so proud. Last week, she asked if I can chat because she's afraid that she may have messed up one of her campaigns. Okay, I set aside some time and we have a chat. Her party of five brave adventurers have finally tracked down the villain and they are assaulting his lair to put an end to his evil deeds. One of her players can't get back to the game session, so she pushes on. Her party of four brave adventurers have tracked down the villain and are in the process of assaulting his lair to put an end to his evil deeds. When suddenly, from out of the darkness, springs the villain's pet saber-toothed tiger. Battle commences. Dun-dun-dun! Here is where she feels she went wrong. By the end of the battle, two of the characters are dead, and the surviving two have split up. One is fleeing to the entrance, when the other one is doggedly pushing forward in order to defeat the final boss. Now, she's afraid that she's made some major mistake and wants to know how she can recover. How can she integrate two new characters, plus the character of the player who was absent, and now is going to get the party back together, since they've split up in different directions? Now, please remember, this is a baby GM. She hasn't done this before, and is very concerned that she's ended her game. I gave her the obvious advice, but I figured it might be a good Q&A on the podcast. Or at least, what would you tell a brand new baby GM on the occasion of her first PC kill? 
And I'm thinking of giving her a gift now that she has a taste for blood. Well, who do you, <laughs> what do you think is appropriate for that? Uh, forlorn, forlorn hope. That is hard to say. Forlorn hope. Oh, man. <laughs> Even when it's right, it doesn't sound right. Forlorn hope. Forlorn hope 22 yeah. in Discord, which makes me think there's 21 other forlorn hopes. Right. And we're yeah, all going to mess up all their We're going to mess all of them. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Which I got that because like, forlorn hope run, like, writes in a lot. Yeah. And every time I like stumble over it, I know your name. I just, it's it's a tongue twister. It FH22 really in yeah. Discord. I'm just going to. Forlorn hope. I'm going to make it hip and easier to say. Forlorn hope. Forlorn hope. I don't know. It's one of the. I mean, once I say it enough times, it will got, calm, you know, yeah, start to get right. weird. But, oh, you mean? Oh, it oh. get weirder. No, like it's not tongue twisting me. Oh, but you're just magic. Maybe. Yeah, I'm good with names. I am. It's one of those things. Where even when you say it right, thing. it doesn't. It, yeah. yeah. Right in your. <laughs> yeah. But I okay. So I think this is a great question. I don't think she messed up at all. I think this is a really exciting moment, and can be as long as you know she talks to her players. Um, you know, if she didn't have the conversation before with the players about, are you okay with dying? Um, it's probably a good time to stop and talk about that. <laughs> but, um, because, you know, one of the things that you can do, especially like, I mean, there's a pet saber toothed tiger, so there's some magic allowed. So you can always bring people back to life. That's a thing that can happen in D and D and you have a player character who is conveniently missing from the battle who can show up. Uh, and, you know, and you can kind of create a story with them about how they managed to get a hold of, uh, of these resurrection vials or, you know, or this one special thing. Or maybe they have, you know, maybe one person wants to die and the other one wants to create a cleric who happens to know how to res people. You know, like, there's a lot of ways you can do that. And, and look at the look at that one player being gone. That's your blessing. It's it's not a curse that caused something to mess up. It's now a really easy way for you to switch up elements in the game to make it so that these players can continue their adventure. And now it's scarier. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, it sounds like they're, I mean, hopefully they did have that conversation. It sounds like they've already kind of agreed that they're going to come in with some new players for those two mm -hmm. players who were killed. So I think I, I, I feel like playing off of what Adam said, I think that that one player being missing is actually a really great thing because like if that character wasn't there whatever the reason was they can come back with oh i found right. these two people and i think they can help us yeah yeah so then it really helps if you have at least the two characters who were killed and are now new characters like connected in some way like they trust mm -hmm. each other they're partners who work together or adventurers who work together mm -hmm. a lot Maybe even connected to that person yeah. so that the three of them used to go be adventurers together. Exactly. And, yeah. So they show up to the party and it's not like you're meeting in a tavern again, except two of you know each other and the other three are like, you know, so that way there's some connection. So they immediately are trusted in some way. You don't have to do the, well, do we trust them? Do we not? Yeah. Yeah. Like thing again. Um, Cause that, that's not fun. Of, I mean, maybe your players really like that, but having that connection and having a reason for them to to come back with that the person who is missing like seamlessly brings them into the story they have a reason for being there they have a reason for being trusted and they're just like all right you're here Ta -da! and that makes sense yeah especially if the character that was missing is um someone who either uh does a lot of thinking like strategic thinking within mm -hmm. the party or even is just like super impulsive yeah right? but someone who would have not shown up. Like, I don't, it's a little more, 
try to fold it in with whatever the reason you had them not be there in the first place yeah. is. Mm -hmm. But uh, kind of just like riffing all of off of all these ideas, it would make a lot of sense for them to come back with two people they've adventured before is like i realized that this was fight was going to be way too hard and we needed help mm -hmm. and they're like yeah we needed help two people are dead <laughs> yeah right and yeah. so they so it's the like i brought them specifically to help oh this isn't going to be as much help as i thought it was and yeah. they can meet the person who's fleeing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is because you've got the party split so yeah you really kind of want to try to get the party back together as soon as you can. So yeah. you can start it by the person who's fleeing, have the new yeah. incoming characters and the person who's coming back to the game, find them as they're about to like leave the place. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. then that player, your new player coming back, uh, not your new player, the, the old character who's the player that's returning, I would imagine is going to say, I thought we were going in here and fighting. What are you doing? Where's everybody else? Right. Right. And so now there's this great panicked interaction they get to have. Yeah. And then they can decide, like, no, we can't leave the other live player in there. And we've got to try to recover the body mm -hmm. of our friends. And then, you know, that's the thing, too, is is uh, if both the players who uh, whose characters died want to make new characters, like they're excited about that, then you can do that. Yeah. If one of them was like, oh, you know, I really would like to have a way to play my character. You can make that yeah. work too. It's like great. We're gonna we're gonna get them out. Or like you know, I got a I got a res spell. Yeah, you know yeah. that. Um, and that's the thing too is, and this is really really hard for anybody, no matter how much experience they've had, is when PCs die, even if you've talked about it, mm -hmm. right? Um, or even if you have a TPK, right? And there's yeah. ways out of all that stuff. So. Uh, I think it's always what can you do that's in the service of the story, yeah. and what can you do that that continues to make the the players and their characters the heroes. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's really key here is that uh, is that the, you know think about all of the movies and TV shows you've seen where like they end on a cliffhanger and you think a character has died, and then you know and then the next second later or next episode. All of a sudden, you know, they're actually alive and, yeah. you know, and, you know, uh, and, you know, you can also like they can come back and find that the bodies are gone and, you know, discover that the big bad has, uh, you know, has like turned them into like batteries, <laughs> magical batteries or something. They're encased in a crystal and they could actually be saved. And so you're, uh, you know, those uh, the ones who died can rescue their own characters and then pick between them there's yeah. there's a lot of ways to play with this and and uh turn this into a really exciting moment that really jump starts and redefines the campaign yeah. mm -hmm. but i think it's also okay for characters to die absolutely yeah. especially yeah. when playing yeah. D, &D like yeah. it's part of the system yeah mm -hmm. and as someone who enjoys deadly systems and has had characters die mm -hmm. and picked up another character you know it's 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 not a flaw as a GM uh, to have yeah. had characters die. Yeah. I mean, if you do a TPK, that means you probably didn't do any math right. And that, that, that might be a problem. It, it depends. Yeah. I was recently in a TPK with a very experienced <clears throat> GM. We were playing an OSR. Mm -hmm. So we were playing a, like an old school mm -hmm. yeah. type game. We were fairly low, of a fairly low level characters. It was a difficult but balanced encounter because we all analyzed it afterwards. Yeah. And it was like, wow. We just all rolled like hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and the hardest part was is that it was skeletons and I was playing a cleric. Uh, and I was like, great, I'm going to use turn undead. And it was entirely possible for me to just like 
nuke his entire encounter uh -huh. and turn every single one of them. I had to roll, I think, a 14 or uh -huh. higher to have my spell work, and I rolled a 12. Uh -huh. So I was like, okay, well, I turned none of these undead. Yeah. And then we, and then it was like, then we all rolled terrible, and he rolled like pretty good, and it was like, okay. We're all dead. Yeah. But the brilliant part was we all talked about it. We still wanted to play in the campaign. Mm -hmm. And so we said, okay, great. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to make new characters. Um, if you want to tie them into your old characters in any way, you can do that. And it's going to be six months later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the thing that you all found out, and I thought this was really clever, the thing that you all had found out and had uncovered that you were trying to investigate has now come to pass. Mm. And that is the change Ooh. that happened in the world. That's yeah. cool. And now your new characters have come in. So it's like, oh my yeah. God. So like it, what we did and what we discovered actually set wheels in motion that had yeah. meaning to the yeah. game world. That's super cool. Um, yeah, that's which was very cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Oh, another thing I thought is, <clears throat> uh, you know, a, another great way here is uh, cloning or like, you know, magical duplication. <laughs> and like the person who's like pressing on to find the boss, like, comes across a cell where the two characters that supposedly died are there and have been for like two weeks. Right, but again, that's negating you know? the character well, death. Yes, but I that's think... if you want to. That, that, I'm trying to give options for like, if you want to get out of this. Right, but, but yeah. it doesn't seem like that's that's yeah. Where, yeah. where the GM wants to go. Like, it's not saying, yeah. how do I fix it? How do I bring the characters back to life? It's like, right. how do I incorporate do you these new characters? In? And yeah. how do I keep the story going? Yeah. And keep the momentum going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you could also have new characters in the cell yeah, in there, that's, too. That's right, super right, cool. right. Yeah, maybe like chasing the big bad and then yeah. finds them, mm -hmm. breaks them out, gets right. them to help kill the big yeah. bad. They had their own reasons they were there. Yeah. That's yeah. an instant reason you're fighting together. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, so, I think the, the other thing that just popped into my head is that, um, and that's great. Like, Kimmy said, characters die, right? Yeah, yeah. Make it, um, like... Pay it its due respect yes. in your game, mm -hmm. in your game world. Like, make it meaningful, right? Don't make it a throwaway. Even if it was some weird accident, right? But this doesn't sound like it was. Like, they're trying to take down big, bad, evil guy mm -hmm. and stop their evil deeds, right? Like, make that make that death even posthumously merely meaningful. Like, let them get yeah. the bodies out. Let there be, uh, you know, uh, a ceremony, right? Mm -hmm. let, yeah. Like, um, if, if you know that a player is going to... Especially if you're playing, you're like, oh, oh, oh man, this character just died, mm -hmm. right? Like, even in that way, you know, give them that opportunity to say, like, what, what is, what is your the, the last thoughts? Like, what's happening, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And let them let them have some part of that to make it as meaningful as possible. Um, we had mm -hmm. in the in the Star Wars Traveler campaign we ran forever ago on here. Um, Stuart character, Stuart character died, yeah, and um, and we made it really matter especially after the fact um because to do to kind of cover some stuff up the empire like gave him this big like state's funeral hmm. um and actually promoted him posthumously which was directed at tyler's character mm -hmm. because their characters had this rivalry yeah that one of them had actually become a stormtrooper but the other one had outranked him and now in death Stu's character also outranked tyler uh. and he was like oh why I'm so I'm not happy that he's gone, but God, son of a bitch, right? You know, he was still like so. It was it was you know everybody felt as good as you can about those yeah. character deaths. Yeah. And like I had a character that like I ch I, I chose to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in our our riffs game. Yeah. Um, but like anything that moves the story along and pays tribute to the character and makes it 
a, a big moment for everybody is mm-hmm. actually a great part of role playing. Yeah. yeah. When you're doing that, yeah. make sure you're using safety tools with that just yes. to make sure because mm-hmm. if people have experienced loss or something lately, yeah. that can be something that's a little bit hard to deal with if you're actually having like a burial ceremony in yeah. game. It's yeah. a great thing to do yeah. for character, but just like make sure everyone's okay with it. Make sure you have safety tools in place and lines and veils before you do something like that. Um, yeah, thank you. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Point. yeah. But uh, also, something that's really great and like ties in with that is as you go through and you're in different places, um, just randomly, uh, like they go into a tavern. Uh, hey, so and so, what in this tavern reminds you of, you know, and then name the fallen characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and just great. Little like yeah. pokes here and there. Because that's sort of how it happens when you lose somebody you care about. Like, yeah, you get yeah. After, like once you get through the big mourning period, like every once in a while, there'll just be a thing that like, oh, that reminds me of them. Yeah. And that makes you think about them. Like, have that be something like sustaining in the campaign. And yeah. the longer away it is, like do it less and less mm-hmm. often. Yeah. Because there's kind of like that gradual like release of having someone present on your mind all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, But it's a great little thing. And and. Don't do it like, I mean, you can do it in big, important moments, but it doesn't always have to be. You, yeah. yeah. You walk into a forest blade. Oh, what what he reminds you of, you know, so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they, you know, they always, you know, they just always stopped a little bit and slowed down a little bit when they smelled lavender or, yeah. you know, or their, their favorite drink was this one particular grog. And, you know, and like it, there's all kinds of little things like that I think you could pepper in there. That that keeps them alive and part of the story, and you know, makes their death mean something. You know, have the, uh, you know, have the, you know, once the party is successful theoretically, and and then you know they uh, go back to town, and then like a couple of months later, maybe you know the town has erected some sort of monument mm, to those yeah. two characters because they know what they did for them, and yeah. you know, uh, you know, so there's, yeah, I I think. Doing things like that really help turn death of a character into something that's interesting and meaningful as opposed to just, well, they're gone, you know, don't, don't Game of Thrones it, <laughs> well, it, um, it makes you know, the... Thong of Ice and Fire it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good, that's good distinction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it also makes the campaign feel real and lived in. Yeah. Because yeah. you have this, uh, this lore now that is part of the greater story of this world, not just the story of these characters. Yeah. Um, and it, it just, the, the history is what makes a really great world building experience feel real. Yeah. Um, and it's like that, that feeling of weight of time and that, that little things like that really add to that. Mm-hmm. I think it, one of the things I want to just make sure, at least I address really specifically is like, what would you tell them on the occasion of your first PC kill when we kind of talked around it, <laughs> right? But just really specifically, like, like it's okay. It's a part of the game. Yeah. Again, hopefully you talked about it in session zero. I think another thing is really important, um, and um, it sounds like you've probably already done this, but, like, check in with your player. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. this is a as potentially a traumatic time as is for you because it's the first time it's happened. This may be the first time they've had a character die. Okay. Right? Right? And so kind of be on the same page with them and you know if it, it's a great thing too to work out with them how they want to honor that character yes yeah right like that doesn't have to fall on you to come up with like some great idea right they might have a yeah. call you know what would be really meaningful for me if this happened yeah yeah right? and then and then incorporate that into the into the game yeah. one one thing that i i have never done it as a gm but i've i've read about it and stuff uh 
sometimes, uh, especially it seems to be something specific with D and D because you can die in D and D. Um, but some DMs I've heard of, uh, having like characters actually write out like a little will, like what mm, they'd like to have. And then if their character dies, they pull it out and it's just like in their character's pocket or something yeah. like that. And then the party knows kind of like, this is how we celebrate that, you know, the end of their life. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool, but a little morbid, but like also right. like an yeah. interesting thing to do. And it, I think it's a really interesting like character exercise. Yeah. Like at the beginning of your campaign, when you're just coming up with your character, and maybe that changes. Right. Like maybe you're like, oh, I want to be sent back to be buried with, you know, my people. But then maybe you bond with these people that's like, okay, this is my family now. I want I want to be buried wherever these people are. Maybe I don't want to be buried at all. Maybe I want to yeah. be released in, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. De you know, uh, de deliver my final words or something yeah. to, you know, to uh, a family member, a loved one, a lover, or, you know, uh, or, you know, the, the king they served for a year. You know, being able to do something like that can be a really great hook into your next campaign. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and builds on that story. Right. And, and now, now you've got a good reason for all of your characters to have to go to this other area yeah. where there's all kinds of new dangers to be fight to face yeah 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 but but yeah i i, I think that's the main thing and yeah and i, I think you're right bella don't like don't put this all on yourself as the mm -hmm. gm it is yeah, yeah. It, the the thing that matters is that everybody is having fun including you and the players who lost a character so mm -hmm. like find out decide what's going to be the most fun for all of you and and go with that. And, you know, if you have trouble making sense of it, like figure out a way to make sense of it and just just let it happen. It's it's better to keep going and enjoy the story with each other than it is to, like, try and stick to some sort of make believe, uh, you know, uh, hard, cold fact. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's all make believe. So you can make up the retconned fact. Retconning is not, uh, uh, the big horrible thing that people think it is. So, yeah. Except in comic books. And then it's just really annoying. Yes. Don't do it in comic <laughs> books. Yeah. There's a, there's a great, there's one last little thing. Um, and just interestingly, I, I watched, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole, uh, last night and, uh, I, I can't remember who it was. Cause that's what happens when I watch YouTube. Uh, you know, it's one thirty in the morning, and I'm like, I just watched a bunch of really cool stuff that I'll remember, but not who said it. Yeah. Right. Um, and one is a guy who's giving GM tips, and he was talking about the thing he does, which is called a red envelope. And he has scenarios that he writes out if a TPK occurs. Oh. And hmm. what he does is like, so, and he said it happens, like there was a TPK that happened. He's like, so I plot a red envelope, and I was like, would you like to continue the story with these characters? <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer now. Think about it, and we'll talk about it next week. Mm -hmm. And so then everybody has a chance to talk about it. And if they do, he has basically like a, a Deus Machina inside oh, the cool. envelope. Mm -hmm. Like you all awaken. He gives examples like you all awaken. Mm -hmm. um, you're you're groggy. Your heads are are muzzy. You see the face of an elderly cleric above you in white robes. <laughs> only and basically like you've been you've been brought back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And 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 the cleric then says. You know, uh, like, you know, don't worry about it. I'm sure the church will have plenty to do with a group of adventurers that you can pay us back. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so now it's like, oh, get ready. Because, like, I had a whole bunch of new story plots that uh -huh. I'm right. yeah. going to load on top of you. But, like, 
you've brought the party back. You've made yeah. the TPK interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And now they're like, oh man, now we're in service to these to these guys that brought us back. Why did they bring us back? Like it's this whole new mm-hmm. onion of mystery, right? Yeah. Um, and I thought that was just a really in, really clever idea. Um, if people were like, man, I really liked my character. I really yeah. wish there. I wish there was a way that didn't break our reality in yeah. this mm-hmm. game to do that. Like, oh, what? what? Oh, here it is. Oh. Yeah. You want to try? I <laughs> think, yeah, I think it's it's, the great yeah. thing about that, too, is it gives choice. Yes. Yeah. Because, it's a totally player choice. Yeah, because I think it's really important that you don't just bring back characters, because sometimes people yeah. are kind of glad their character died, yeah. or they yeah. they really thought it was a great ending for them, or, yeah. you know, so just automatically bringing characters back to life without checking in the players is also a big no-no. Yeah. yeah, 100%. He yeah. talks about that. And, like, yeah. I didn't want I didn't want Cal to live. Mm-hmm. In our Rifts, our group. It's such a perfect game. ending. It was like made mm-hmm. perfect sense. Super reason he did it, and it was like, and I, and it, everyone was fighting me too in the moment. They're like, you know, <laughs> I actually don't think Sam's character is going to die. You yeah. don't have to do something called no. This is yeah. exactly what he would do. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I'm like, and I'll, I'll, do, I'll do something else. Yeah, did. but it was like, I like, no. This is a moment that helps this, like, makes the story make sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, that's a hundred percent. Like, yeah. don't don't just do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not always a favor. Sometimes people like having that, even if it's not a huge epic death. Maybe sometimes it just fits the character really right. well. Right. Yeah. And um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had to let it go. Yeah. Uh, is, it, I had to, is it too? Is, 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 can you do Buffy stuff's not a spoiler at this point, right? Buffy? No, God, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, that's a man that would make me think of. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Why did you bring me back? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, no. like, like, I'm super yeah. angry that you brought uh-huh. me back yeah. to life, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. that can happen. Yeah, when she gets resurrected and she's mad about it, she's like, I'm yeah. finally right. in heaven and chill. And everyone's right. like, yeah. oh, yeah. yes. Oh. Or Supernatural fans who didn't stop before that last five seconds of the season five finale. Uh, so, <laughs> Supernatural fans, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Or supernatural, yeah. or supernatural fans who didn't stop and not ever watch the very, very last episode. <laughs> I never did. I was right. like, I started, I, I was like, oh, I heard about this. Nope. I'm ending on the, the, the oh, episode. The, you watched all the way to like season, what is it, 17 yep. and didn't watch the final episode? Okay. So this is a little bit of a tangent. So we're okay. going down this. All right. Okay. Baseball. But we also have to think about what is the best gift. So this will yeah. get us a little solid yeah. time. So, so, so supernatural, because it's got like 19 seasons. It's <laughs> right. a great gift to give somebody. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But, Okay, so there's like two last episodes of Supernatural. The the actual second, yeah. like officially, the second to last episode is the perfect ending to the series. Oh, uh huh. It even ends with like a montage of memory, like to music. Like, yeah. I don't know what happened, but like that was very obviously gonna be the yeah. last episode of the series. Mm-hmm. It was made to be. The beats are perfect. They, yeah. they. You do the thing that you expect at the end of a story, yeah. and then they like kind of walk away, and then it's like montage of his yeah. of all our happy brother bro memories fighting evil things, and then there's another episode, uh, <laughs> and I yeah I heard what happened in that last episode, and everybody hates it. It's terrible. So I was just like, nope. Oh, wow. I'm just gonna stick with this cool, yeah. like made sense, like perfect ending with the montage, and then walking in you know, down the road in the distance. I'm not gonna yeah. go into the awfulness and the ridiculousness <laughs> that some executive yeah. or something tacked on because they wanted one more episode right? or something. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But, but yeah. well, in like, I, I only made it through like season 11, but I always tell people like, if Quitter. you want, <laughs> you know, yeah, 
I tell people, if you want a perfect story, watch the first five seasons of Supernatural. And then and then you'll know the moment I'm talking about in the finale of the final episode. There's a, you know, it's sort of, it's like a natural end. And you're like, oh, wow, that was so phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And then the camera will start pulling out. Stop it right there. <laughs> Don't see what the camera pulls out to. And it is the perfect five seasons of television. But if you watch that pull out, you're going to be screwed for another 12 years. Yeah, you're going to have to watch another like yeah. 12 seasons. Of that, yeah. that tells me yeah. two things. One, mm. never pull out. <laughs> I'm going to watch those first five seasons. Yeah. I have not watched Supernatural uh, because I've been intimidated by the fact that it's 19 episodes. Oh, I'm yeah. a completionist. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch. I'm in. Yeah. Right? Here we go. Yeah. Uh, good for the ride. Um, I did that recently with... The sh with uh, um, uh, um, NYPD Blue. Oh. It has 13 seasons. Yeah. And is it is amazing, but is a work of its time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And boy, is there a lot of like misogynistic, oh, yeah, like yeah. LGBTQ. Yeah. Total like, propaganda. It's, it's super oh, rock yeah. propaganda. Yeah. It's really rough. But it's also got brilliant character arcs. Mm -hmm. Right. But I have to like season 11. It's like going, oh man, I'm digging it, but like, so I can't. Oh, yeah. the last. Okay. Yeah. I got to get through the wall, get through the wall. But yeah. knowing that I can watch the five yeah. seasons and like mm -hmm. that's going to give you this great story arc and like. You could yeah. just leave then. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll find the timestamp for you, but but you'll know. You'll it, it's. I'll know. Yeah, yeah it, sure. it there's there's a a perfect <laughs> scene, and then there's a window, and the camera starts pulling out, and you're like. Well, that's the end. And like, just stop it right, right. there. And it's it, it, space bar. It yeah. basically yeah. becomes yeah. one of those shows that they can't believe they're still on the air. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. they're just like, what? Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's, a, that, that's yeah. some whole other podcast. Yeah. That's a that whole other be, thing. That would be like shows that got to a certain point and should have ended. Mm -hmm. And they knew they should have ended. And in fact, sometimes anticipated they were ending. Yes. And then stuff happened afterwards. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, crap. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, Buffy, Babylon 5. Like, like, like oh, all mm -hmm. these girls are like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So, yeah. gifts. Okay. Gifts for a new baby GM who got her first taste yeah. of blood. I, I say GM screen. Uh, you know, if they already have one, like, get them a nice one. Uh, but <laughs> GM screen, like, it's it's great for keeping the secrets you need to keep so you don't have a total party kill unless you want it to happen. Maybe. <laughs> if you want it. I would, I would actually, I would find a, a, an artist on Twitter or something like mm -hmm. that to do a, like a portrait of that original like adventuring party. Oh yeah. That's very cool. Oh, that'd be a great one. Yeah. 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 So that would be super yeah. fun and like a little more pricey, but, but if you, yeah, well, yeah, depending. depending. Yeah. yeah but there's a lot of artists who do them for very, yeah. like very reasonable prices, but yeah. Uh, like, uh, I think you a t-shirt that says like one down, lots to go. <laughs> maybe. No, I I love that I, I I something that that commemorates it is actually very yeah. cool, right? But in like in a, in a positive way, um, mm -hmm. yeah, is really neat. Yeah, um, yeah, those were both two great suggestions. I'm like, oh crap, I'm gonna make something funny. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. A Just screen, a screen's a, a great idea. A chart that says like uh like a, pl a player kills, and then you can just get a, with a sharpie where you can just like do a tally mark every time you. <laughs> you, know what you oh, here you get a shirt. And all it has is the names of the characters on it and just cross off the <laughs> first two. Like, but get the, get the shirt, buy the, get the right. shirt with just the names. Yeah. And yeah. then you use a marker and cross the first two and then wear it to the next game. And they're like, oh, damn. <laughs> Right, because now now it's a list. But make yeah. sure it has a pocket that you can have like the Starkey, oh, the, yeah, the Sharpie right. sticking out of, 100%. yeah, ready to go, ready, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's brilliant. I love that. That's yeah. Really yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. All right. Mailbag number two. All right. Dear leader, <laughs> as my first writing since your presumably bloodless coup, you presume much. Let me congratulate you on your ascendance to the primarchy of the Happy Jacks Empire. Hopefully the transition from scheming Seneschal, who was already not so secretly running things, to the public face of the nation is rewarding. The <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <a> royal vizier. <laughs> we all greatly appreciate the time and effort you put into this endeavor, which brings joy and advice to so many lost and wandering souls. Oh. In the new regime, have you established a preferred sobriquet? Commodore Kimmy, dear leader, Duchess of RPGs, God Emperor of Jax, 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 that's my new favorite one. Uh, anyway, enough awkward praise and on to the questions, of which there are two. Also, Adam and Bill are here, but you know, yeah, whatever. That's fine, whatever. Yeah. It, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter right? anymore. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter anymore. Fine, fine. We're right here. We're right here. No, look right here. Oh, of oh, Jax. Of Jax. That's, that's us. That's us. That's us. Oh, yeah. that's us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love these letters. Um, Apologies, as these are more life questions than RPG questions, but I think would be useful discussions for many of your listeners. One, do you have any advice for parents of young children on how to find time to game? So good that the two of you are here. I find myself with both a one and three year old and as a result have played one session of RPGs in the past roughly four years. With both myself and my wife working full time, we find that the one to two hours of free time on any given day is generally spent eating and just vegging out rather than trying to foist my unreasonably restrictive schedule onto one of my pre-existing gaming groups. Basically, as the parent of a small child, how do you find the time to work, run an RPG network, and play in at least one game? <laughs> how much do you sleep at night, and why is the answer none? <laughs> that is so accurate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll go, should I go and read the... Yeah, read the, the whole thing, yeah, and we'll go back. Thing. Yeah. Two, a second loosely related question for any who have kids. Do you have any tips and tricks on how to raise them with a sense of wonder and whimsy? Obviously, we can't control who our children are and what they'll like, etc. But I worry that I'm failing as a parent and or missing key opportunities oh. to set my daughters up to follow the footsteps of Stork's daughter, who is awesome. Yeah, that's Hand a high confer. bar. Um, I don't specifically recall what, if anything, my parents did, which made me latch on to RPGs, myth, fantasy, sci-fi, etc., but would love tips. I've considered things like buying, making fairy doors to install in my daughter's closets and or out in the garden. Yeah. But also don't want the inevitable breakdown when they realize that Santa, Tooth Fairy, Elves, Easter Bunny, Mickey Mouse aren't real. What? What? Spoiler, what? spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> what? Thanks for the many years worth of efforts for all on the Happy Jacks team. Steve in SoCal, the grimace if I ever get around to joining the discard. Yes. Discord. Join the Discord. Discord. Join it. Um, yeah. These are very good. So, yeah, these are really great questions, and I'm glad the two of you are here because my children <laughs> have four feet, so I do not have the same uh, issue with this. Although I, I will give I will give my brief answer to number one, which is uh, um, make friends with people who like actually like kids, uh, because I will go play with my friends who have kids and have their kids running around screaming, and it's totally fine because they're awesome. Uh, and then my answer to number two would, well, make sure that they're queer and in a gifted and talented program. And uh, and if you can, get them ADHD or anxiety, which if they're queer and in gifted and talented, they'll get anyway. So that, that's how 
That's what worked for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Target. Target. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So Sorry, that was the take shot it. of the arrow going. That was the sound of the arrow going through my heart. Yeah. <laughs> right. Very, very astute, ha- accurate aim there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so experts right here. Right, so these, if anybody knows these answers, it's you too. So scheduling. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't sleep a lot. Um, I also <laughs> squeeze every minute out of every day. So generally, my lunch break is me walking my students to lunch, running back to my classroom as quickly as I can, editing Happy Jack stuff for my four, thirty-five minutes of lunch until I have to head back down and pick up my class to start <laughs> teaching them again. Um, or whatever it happens to be that day, Starscape, whatever I'm working on. Um, I think, I think the thing that's worked for me and I'm lucky enough that I have a partner who's helping me to raise my child. Um, like we just have like our times and we, we have like a schedule where, okay, I have Wednesday nights and I have Friday nights and he has Tuesday nights and then like a chunk of Saturday where like, it's my job to take care of Laurelyn and like entertain her however I see fit. And sometimes we don't use that time. Like there have been times where, you know, we're not doing a show Friday or whatever. And then it's like family time. Mm-hmm. But like having that designated time for us both to be adults and do our own thing, because um, we both have creative endeavors that are different, but similar, that has really helped. And that was not something we had at first. And we eventually figured that out because um, parenting is half just trying stuff and seeing if <laughs> everything, if it's successful. Um, so that's been something that's been really key and it sounds like you might have a partner so that's very helpful um it's much harder if you're a single parent and i totally acknowledge that as someone who was raised by a single parent i don't know how she did that but um that's that's something that's been really key in allowing my gaming to continue um also being very communicative with my gaming groups Mm -hmm. um and being like hey so this is how it goes like my number one priority is this child Mm. anything wrong with this like boom, sorry, like the game is, I won't be at the yeah. game. Um, yeah. And making sure that they have the permission to continue playing if you can't make it because of a parent or and parenting related issue. Like, I do not expect you to cancel the whole game. <laughs> you know, we have a backup person to run the whole system. Like, if I can't make it because she doesn't feel well or we have an emergency or whatever happens, because wild, wild stuff happens. <laughs> um, so just having, like, this is plan A, having it blocked out and then having plan B and contingencies and like making it very clear to everyone, like that is not their responsibility to stop playing for your parenting. Mm -hmm. Bill. I think our experiences are similar, but different in some key ways. Yeah. Um, uh, At, uh, at our, at our house, um, uh, Elspeth is, and I will just say this, I is kind of the primary child raiser. I think Mm -hmm. that even when you work very hard to share the load, your kids or kids are going to, pick somebody and they're like oh like i really want it you know like and it's it's our kiddo goes to elspeth for like comfort and love and like you know and everything and not that we don't have that but like with data it's like play play let's play let's Mm -hmm. do this right like there's grooves he gets into um we definitely keep a schedule yeah right like schedule just for having kids is super important Mm -hmm. yeah um but you know in that we work out where like if one of us is gaming or doing something social um you know it's like hey this is when you know dad's got his game meeting because he understands meetings because of the work from home during Mm. COVID for the last couple of years right so it's like you know and sometimes it'll even be if we're not streaming 
if I'm playing in somebody's home game or it's something that's like recorded for podcasts where I know they're going to edit, then it's like, you can come in if you want. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to kind of understand that. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like, I have a son. He likes to see me. He's going to maybe run in. Mm-hmm. Right? If it's something where we're streaming, right, and it's like, I can't have that interruption, then I like just tell him, and he's six now, so he gets it mostly. Like, you know. You can't come in. Yeah. The I think the hard part is when the schedule changes. Yeah. Um, if if uh, I'll use the streaming game as an example, we had a couple of weeks where we started thirty minutes later and ran thirty minutes later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was still the same amount of time, but I wasn't done at three thirty like I usually am. I was done at four. Mm-hmm. So yeah. three thirty rolled around and he's like, you know, <laughs> on my door. <laughs> data, data. Yeah. Data, data, play data. Right. And also, it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's different. I can hear her, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm muted and everything. I'm just like smiling at the camera while the chaos goes on in the background. But then then that was all cool. Um, I, I think the big thing, uh, one, uh, again, I I don't sleep as, as much, but that's not because of the kid, right? That's just because <laughs> I don't sleep as much. Right. But in terms of like, how do you schedule that stuff in? Um, and I think, you know, gaming specifically right um when you're talking about like we have like one to two hours of free time and mm-hmm. like eating and vegging out right um it's it's kind of like it's not an unrealistic re restrictive unreasonable schedule that you're foisting on a group mm-hmm. it's yeah. basically and like Kimmy said like find people that you want to game with that understand maybe they've got kids or they had kids that were young at some point and mm-hmm. are older now or whatever it is um, you know, or like Adam or like, oh, I'll come over and I don't care if your kid runs around. Sounds right. great. Yeah. Woo-hoo, can't yeah. wait to play. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, they can help me. You can roll my dice. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and just say like, you know, look, I'd love to play. This is kind of my time slot. I can play the yeah. home game that I'm running right now. And Elspeth is in right is after the kid goes to bed. Yeah. And it's a two hour window. Yeah. And we play two hours a week. Right. And it's and it's very different because, like, I think in home games and at one shots of cons like this three or four hour yeah. thing is in our head. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. I have to DM differently, um, knowing that I've got two hours to get through stuff. Yeah. But it makes it very possible. Right. And I will say, as far as the tired thing, like that's going to happen. Like acknowledge it to yourself. Acknowledge the people you play with. Right. Um, in in the game that we're playing there's three out of five people are are parents with little kids yeah Mm -hmm. and uh it's like you know like last night we had our game and everybody was exhausted (laughs) and man they got 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 on the zoom call and everybody was like oh hey how's it going like how's we doing tonight yeah let's play some D &D, man (laughs) you know everybody's super wiped out and it's just like okay this is going to be a very chill rp yeah session you know, we're yeah. going to spend the first 15 minutes catching up How because we had a week off. Like, just mm-hmm. incorporate it into whatever you want to do. Yeah. Right? And acknowledge the fact that you you want to play, you want to keep doing the RPGs. But at the same time, you know, it's got to layer into everything else. And you will find that 
the vast majority of people, at least I think, are going to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, oh, if I can just jump in real quick on that as, you know, from that perspective as somebody who has has a lot of friends with kids and I do this on purpose because I love kids. (laughs) Like you have kids, let's be friends. Um, You know, uh, it's, you know, for, for people who are gaming with you, it, like they just have to kind of get used to like, this is just going to be slightly different. And, mm-hmm. you know, and especially like you were saying with the no more four to six hour sessions, you just don't do that. And, and, and I think you'll find that, you know, your, your true friends, the people who are really with you because they want to be with you, they want to play with you because you're their friend. They will make adjustments and they'll and they'll be fine with it, even if they don't have kids. And if they don't, then that's fine. Like, like, bye. See ya. You know, I think everybody loses some friends, uh, you know, when they get married or when they have kids or, you know, when they sometimes like when they lose a parent or, you know, or, uh, you know, there's all kinds of reasons that people might end up going out of your life. And maybe there are people in your gaming group that you're just not, they just can't handle the difference of you having a kid now and they're going to gravitate away from your life. And that's fine. And, you know, bless them and cherish the memories and let them go. And, you know, but, but I, I think most of the people in your life, you'll probably find they are willing to make those kinds of changes in order to keep hanging out with you yeah. and and hopefully to also get to know and hang out with your daughters. Yeah. 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 Um, this is also a great opportunity. One, uh, it's very helpful for me now that the studio is here and that we play here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're playing with people in person, I would suggest finding a way for them to play at your house because there's just, that's that much less time that you're spending. Like I do yeah. not have to spend 40 minutes driving to you know <laughs> Stu's house in traffic right. yeah. which should be a like 15 minute drive but it's right. like 40 minutes on Fridays especially um <laughs> so that's 40 more minutes I get to spend with my daughter every yeah. Friday night so that's been a huge change that's really been really great yeah um and yeah you know I come out here it's about her bedtime so I kiss her and then you know my partner gets her ready for bed and mm-hmm. puts her to sleep um so having things at your house while it may seem like oh this is going to be harder can actually save a lot of that time for you. Um, that obviously depends on your setup. If you're in a small apartment or something, that can be more difficult. Um, but it was really great. Like during the pandemic, a lot of people yeah. kept coming over because I didn't want to leave, um, especially when she was a brand new baby. Yeah. And people were coming over and we were playing in my backyard. So if you have an outdoor space, like like be creative. You don't have to play around a table always. We had a great time playing around oh, yeah. the fire pit and all these things. And usually when we got here, we would get a little <laughs> bit of a show. Like Laura Lynn would tell us her yeah. new words that she's learned or her new dance moves. Yeah. You know, and, and and honestly, like I got to know Laura Lynn a lot more than I would have otherwise if we hadn't been doing that in-person game here. Yeah. And, you know, so for me, it's it's enriched my life because Laura Lynn is a part of my life now. And, you know, and it reached, enriched her yeah. life because she realized there were more than four people on the earth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Having yeah. been born yeah. in the yeah. very first month of the pandemic right. in 2020, mm-hmm. oh, she's yeah. like, and she started every week. She'd be like, friends, friends coming. <laughs> friends. It was like game yeah. night was like her big night. Yeah, to yeah. shine. We doubled the number of people she believed existed. <laughs> the first session. She was just like, <laughs> what? They, they look like mama and dada, but aren't mama and dada. <laughs> um, but the other thing too, if you are gaming online, um, you try and use time zones to your advantage. Mm, so you can, yep. you know, cause like, 
Phil was suggesting you, you we game after kids go to bed, which is yeah. generally a little later than a lot of people want to start a game. Um, depending where you are, we're kind of boned with that in Pacific's time zone because yeah. everybody's asleep already when we get right, there. Yeah. But um, it may be well, we find people to play with in Hawaii, and it wouldn't be quite so late for them. <laughs> right. Stuff like that. So be creative like that if you're if you're looking for people to game with online. That yeah. could be a, a it great depends thing. on your schedule too. Like I'm playing I'm playing in a streaming game right now with everybody else is on the East Coast. Yeah. But I have my schedules flexible enough right now where I take a long lunch and I play from one thirty to three thirty. So the upside of that is because the kid is in first grade now, he doesn't get home until two thirty. So it's only an hour where it's like, Okay, you're gonna hang out with mom and, you know, do your reading or something or watch a show or whatever it is. Oh oh and then, oh, and then here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, interestingly, um, I think the, the other component of it is, is cause I, I don't, I don't know from your email is if both you and your partner are gamers. Yes. Right. Mm. Uh, if, if you are right, then like have alternate times where it's like, oh, you know what? You should go play your game on Tuesday and I'm going to go play my game on Friday or whatever it mm. is. Mm-hmm. And the other one, you know, trade off, trade off. Yeah. Right. We'll spend time with the kiddo. Right. Um, and it's cause Sometimes, and again, depends on your mileage may vary, but it's actually easier for our son if we're not there than if we're there and inaccessible. Uh-huh. Right. So, like, I'm I'm learning that it's harder if I'm in an online game and in my kind of office yeah. area at home, and he knows I'm there and mm-hmm. wants to hang out and can't get to me, rather than like, oh, mm-hmm. then right now. When yeah. I'm on the when I'm on the show, it's like I'm just not at home. So right. else puts him to bed, and I you know kiss him before I leave, and there you go. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of whatever works with with your child as well. Yeah. But and, and this is all really great stuff. Um, like not just for having children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of people are caring for parents or family yeah. members, things like that. So there's a lot of these life things that get in the way that you have to find a way to schedule around. Yeah. Um, I think the most important thing though, and I dealt with this when I first had Laura Lynn, I, I had a lot of like postpartum depression and things like that. Not nearly as drastic as a lot of, uh, people who give birth suffer, but, um, I was just desperate to like do anything that wasn't taking care of Laura Lynn. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved her. She was my absolute uh, star. Every moment of every day was, her and then it was like oh god i would do anything to talk to an adult yeah <laughs> and especially because it was during the pandemic because no so nobody yeah. was seeing anything yep. um there there that's understandable but also in the long run um you do have to do those things don't feel guilty for doing those things right but also realize that you won't ever get the time back and that's if you're caring for elderly adults or you're you know a partner or any of those things whatever you're trying to manage with life like that should definitely come before the gaming. Even mm-hmm. if you want the gaming to come first and you miss the gaming, like gaming is amazing, but I would never trade gaming even as much as I love gaming. Yeah. And my life is very centered around gaming, but I would trade all that in a heartbeat if it was something that was really coming between me and being a good parent. Yeah. I thought that was the case. So make sure that while you're pursuing your hobbies and the things that you love, that you're being realistic and prioritizing correctly. This yeah. announcement has been brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's the another, the other part I, of the question, which I love. Oh my god! Some of the stuff that, yeah. 
I'm it, stealing that idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Which is great. But it, it is really interesting, like, with a sense for us, I will say, um, and I will make it an us, uh, I think that one of the reasons that uh, our boy has a sense of wonder and whimsy is because we have a sense of wonder and whimsy yeah. mm-hmm. and are totally unafraid to show that and do that with him. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, it's totally acceptable. Mom and dad do it. Yep. Right. Sometimes yeah. to an embarrassing amount. Yes. Right. <laughs> as, he, as he's gotten a little older, but um, he he's just latched onto that. Yeah. Like, you know he, um, and it's also you know, a lot of this too is when you're doing an involved parenting thing, and as the kids get old enough to start like engaging in in uh, entertainment media mm-hmm. they're starting to watch things or the books you read them like even when yeah. they start with the books you read them read them books that are filled with wonder and whimsy yeah, yeah. right yeah. and uh if you're if you're uh, like us around our house and you like doing voices you give the character voices <laughs> right and so they they get to start learning that you know the, that's a thing where you know there's oh what a what a funny little character and those things yeah and then when they start watching shows like kind of guide them away from the I'm trying to sell you toys Drek and push them more towards the look at these look at these shows that are like so full of like wondrous creatures and whimsical storylines. By the way, there's a lot of them you can pick that also make really good campaigns. <laughs> like and as an adult who had never watched until we got the boy into it, my little pony, Friendship's magic <laughs> Oh my God, that is an amazing campaign, mm-hmm. by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every season you're like, oh, they're hitting level yeah. five. Here they go. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> right? Like, it's nuts. And, huh. and I, I watched it make him, like, like lead him to, to, that's how he thinks about stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. So now we have come, like, like, even all the time, he's like, okay, here's the quiz that's going to happen. Here's the thing. Here's what, like, everything's now kind of turned into those things. But I can tell it's really shaped by the fact that that's, what he was exposed to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would also add in there, don't try to force it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I think there's a lot of, there, there's, um, you know, a lot of people, I think, uh, you know, try to get their kids to like all the same things they do. And that's usually a great recipe for the, to get them to hate that thing. Um, you know, and uh, I, I kind of wish uh, Emily was on the podcast to talk about I this. Know. If you mm-hmm. can catch her in the discord, like talk to her about it because she has a really interesting journey of wanting nothing to do with it. And then, you know, and then wanting to, and then coming to it on her own and, and learning to love it that way. And I think Allie, uh, Sue's daughter is, has had a similar kind of experience where she didn't, mm-hmm. did not care. And then like completely without Sue's knowledge, joined the D and D club at school. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like, you're, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to get them to like all this stuff just because you like it, but, um, but allow them to explore whatever is going to trigger their imagination. And, and, and you know, my parents were so mundane. Uh, you know, my parents are the muggles of all muggles and, uh, you know, um, but, but they always encouraged me to enjoy the things that I enjoyed and they let me watch Star Trek and, uh, you know, and get a comic book subscription and, you know, and, uh, and also like check out books, read books, uh, you know, it, it, let them read whatever book triggers their fran- fancy at the library, uh, you know. Um, because that sense of wonder and whimsy is 
uh, it, I think it's instilled by being allowed to explore it. Yeah. And, you know, and while my, my, uh, parents were very repressive in a lot of ways with me. They, they never, they never, um, stifled my imagination or my interest in artistic things. Um, you know, and this was also like uh, during satanic panic, like I, uh, I had some of terrible fights with my family because I was playing D and D and they, blamed my bad moods on that and i'm like i'm 13 and my brother is 15 like <laughs> like it, it, D has nothing to do with it uh, i was gonna be this awful no matter what uh but um but they you know they always encouraged me like like oh you want to take our class take our class you you want to check out this weird giant 600 page science fiction book from the library Okay. <laughs> so, you know, let them do what, uh, what they're going to get into. And, and they will, even if they don't end up liking the geek stuff that you do, mm -hmm. they will still uh, learn to enjoy their own personal, uh, whimsy and curiosity. And that's, that's more important than them actually going into the things that you like is, is letting them develop their own tastes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the, a lot of parents, and I've had this discussion, I have friends um, who are like, no, we don't, you know, we're not doing any of Santa, Santa Claus or Easter Bunny or any of oh, that. Yeah. We don't want to lie to our kids. And then, um, then like, there's like my mom who went way overboard with it. Like <laughs> Santa's presence from the day I was born until still today, because I still get one Santa present a year, has have the same wrapping paper. <laughs> I don't know how she has had yes. the same yeah. wrapping paper for then and years. Yeah. And she used to wrap big freaking presents. <laughs> it's some sort of weird mom magic and she does not get it printed. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> Nowadays, that's what I would do. But so there's like this wild extreme. I don't think you have to do either one of those extremes. But I think, you know, I think having magic in their lives as a kid and having things like, fairy doors which is the best yeah. idea and i'm stealing oh that God. idea yeah. um there's actually a neighborhood near here there's like a street like across down the way that have the all the, the trees on the street have little fairy doors in them oh, and every house is like it's become a neighborhood thing so like i think one person did them all and then every now they decorate them for the holidays and stuff yeah. it's wild oh my god and laurelin adores it and it's just super cute and it Things like that, like eventually, and like what I did with Santa Claus, eventually, like I knew it wasn't real anymore. Yeah. I didn't tell my mom for a couple more years because she was so into it and I didn't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like a, there's like a point where you, you know, have a talk with them about, yeah. hey, there's magic in this world. And just because it doesn't exactly match the stories doesn't mean it's not still a magical thing. Absolutely. And by, you know, these, these stories and by, you know, giving gifts to people and not, you know, expecting praise or thanks. And, you know, by things like this, you are creating magic in the world. Yeah. And, and you get to now, now that you are, you know, the story of it. And now that you know the, the real truth behind the story, you now get to be part of keeping that story alive for other people, maybe your yeah. children someday or your little brothers and sisters or whoever yeah. it is. Yeah. So when, when they hit that age of, questioning and not believing in the magic or when in a, inevitably someone tells them at school that, you know, it's yeah. not real. I, I suggest you, you have a talk with them before that happens if you can, but <laughs> if that happens, be like, don't lie. Don't be like, well, of course Santa's real. Be like, this is what this is. And this is 
you know, communal created magic with yeah. story and lore. And that's one of those, those those things that then can kind of grow into like what both of you yeah. were talking about, where they then can like explore oh, lore. This is interesting. I wonder where the story of Santa started. And mm-hmm. they look back at it and that might branch into them looking at a bunch of other things. Yeah. yeah. Um. So just having that sense of wonder and letting them explore and being honest with them. Yeah. That freedom to explore, mm-hmm. I think, is so, so important. Yeah. Um, and also, and like Bo was saying, like, like leading by example. Like, this is my weird thing I do all the time. I mm-hmm. love doing it. Like, I am modeling for you how yeah. to be an authentic person who loves a weird thing. Yeah. And they might end up liking your weird thing, or they might like another weird thing that you have, you don't understand at yeah. all. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, okay, you're into Pokemon cards. Cool. Right? That's adjacent. <laughs> I don't know. That's which one? Oh, okay. The, <laughs> but red. Uh, okay. Cool. Great. I did magic. It's much cooler, but whatever. Whatever. You know, whatever it is. You know, and just, you know, that modeling and showing them, hey, it's cool to be a weirdo. It's fine. Yeah. No judgments. Um, and then, yeah, like yeah. letting them explore. I think the modeling thing, and I know I'm a, a little bit of a tangent, is really important because so many people, think stories and stuff like that and are just things that people do for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that really inspires like lifelong, like whimsy and wonder and interest in, in like magical things, yeah. like a big tent of lots of ma- different magical things is for it to be shown to them. It's not just a thing for babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like having you sit down and play a game where you are pretending or yeah. having you be in a theater troupe or having you be in Ren Fair or a LARP or whatever and letting them see that like shows them like, hey, this is not like it's not just little kids who play pretend on the right. playground. Mm-hmm. Like this can be a thing that if I like it, I can do it forever. Yeah. No, the uh, uh, it does. Um, it, it's kind of, uh, you know, we, we've talked before on the show about how like your your body doesn't know the difference between. Uh, between your your stress over a fictional situation versus your actual being in a mm-hmm. in a threatening situation, and uh, think about the fact that like for children, it's uh, it's also the the converse is true that their bodies don't know the difference between the things that they make up and the things that they actually witness in the world, and and, and they're. Uh, their minds and their hearts are going to uh, create fantasy worlds uh, naturally. That's that is how we work. And like they don't like when they have a bad dream, they don't know that it was a dream. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just it's it. They have no basis to understand that it's something other than something that actually happened to them. And and so, you know, I think a lot of people. Um, try to focus on like, uh, you know, oh, well, that's not real or like this isn't time to play pretend and stuff like that. And I, you know, and, and again, I have no, um, you know, basis for this other than my own experiences as a child who is fucking weird. Um, but, uh, but like it, you don't have to correct that in them. Yeah. And, you know, the, the rest of the world will, spend enough time trying to hammer the weirdness out of them. They don't need it at home too. You know, if anything home should be like where they can be that absolute authentic self and be that weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I go to work every day and I use a different name than I use in the TTRPG community. And I am a very, you know, I do still wear, wear, wear 
weird glasses and stuff. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm a very different person, not personality wise, but what I, I keep what I'm interested in very separate from that. Yeah. You know, um, I definitely am not like, hey, I stream on Twitch all the time, kids. <laughs> like, that's not a thing. Yeah. Give me a like and a follow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, no. yeah. Um, so, like, as adults, we do that. We compartmentalize our interests and things like yeah. that. So it's 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 great to model that, too, and, mm-hmm. like, realizing, hey, like, there are places and times and maybe, you know, run, you know, rambling about your D&D group to your boss may not be the best choice. Maybe it is. Maybe it will get you a raise. Who knows? Depends yeah. on your thing. But um so, but but seeing like the home should be that place where they can just be yeah. themselves, no matter what that is. And they should know that no matter what they're into, like you're going to be there and that will give them that, that freedom to be authentic and to try these weird things and to be happy that you have little fairy doors, which is so, yeah. the best idea. Oh I'm so doing that. Oh yeah. Oh I'm like God. planning where they're going to go. I know. If you have a plan for how you'd make them, please write in another email. Yeah. You can just say not for show. I would totally help you with this project. So let me know. Like, we will paint them up. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 It's going to be so cute. I will will put pictures. Yeah. I'll have distracted her while you put them up or, you know, or I'll put them up. We'll have to do it in the middle of the night. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, duh. And then she'll wake up the next morning and the fairies move. And for randomly, Uncle Adam will be here for breakfast. Yep. Right. And the fairies move. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so bad. My my heart is just like ah. Yeah, there's. I mean, th- Uncle th- Adam's here for breakfast, and also other fairies moved in too. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I, you know, it, uh, from from a long play thing, and Dave's long play. Oh my god, it's brilliant. unbelievable. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. He when his son was born, who's eleven now? Yeah, something like what that. It's crazy. He's in like fifth Wait. grade. Yeah, he's fifth grade. Okay, so, so 10, yeah, 10, and 10 11. and 11. Yeah. yeah. When he was born, Dave <laughs> bought a wand, like a really super nice wand, put it in a very nice like wooden box, and put it on the top shelf of the closet in his son's room. Mm-hmm. His son has still not found it. It's been there for 10 years, yep. gathering <laughs> dust on top of it, uh-huh. I think. And he, and, he, and I, I asked him recently, like, oh, has he found it? He's like, oh, he's just not like that curious. He uh-huh. hasn't looked on the top shelf. I can tell it kind of almost bugs him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, why hasn't he thrown this yet? But that's the whole thing. And and the long play has been at some point, he knows that he'll find it. Yeah. More than likely, he'll find it and go to. And they have a thing. But if he goes to mom, mm-hmm. right? Then mom's gonna say like, oh. Put that back. Don't tell your father you found that. Put that back where you found it. Like like a whole like, oh my god, you have that? And then and then if he brings it to Dave, it's gonna be like, oh I guess it's time that you I told you. Like, and it's gonna be like that Dave's a wizard, right? I'm like, oh my god, that is so genius. So good. Right? So, so good. Nice. And it's just like what well, uh yeah. like, just the, the potential payoff yeah. is so amazing. Right. But, yeah. you know, yeah. but again, I, I think all designed to be like, at some point, let that happen. And then there's going to be this like crazy twist that comes into life. That's all magic and whimsy and wonder. And uh-huh. like, amazing. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. 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 I do not have patience for that. I would forget yeah. it was there. <laughs> be like, oh, where did you get one? Yeah, exactly. I was, I was she's like, box. What is that? She's like 23. She's like, Mom, why is there a wand? I was packing up for college. And what? Like, what? 
Oh, oh that must be mine. It's really yeah. nice. I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> so I'm gonna be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, thank you. That was a very thought-provoking, great yeah, email, yeah. Um, and hopefully, people who don't have kids still found like value in it. Yeah. Um, well, and and you know, and just to go back to that one little part that I put in, if you don't have kids and somebody in your gaming group has kids or they get married or you know get a new job or whatever give them some grace be be understanding try to work with them their lives are in upheaval especially if it's the first kid and like you know uh like help them figure it out be be their friend uh you know and you have no idea the joy and pleasure you're going to get out of developing a friendship with uh, with a friend's kid or you know nieces and nephews or whatever you know like uh, like kids can bring so much to your life even if you don't have them and I highly encourage it so as, as the the owner of uh, over a dozen adopted <laughs> nephews and nieces yeah. uh, as well as the twenty five natural born nephews and nieces that I have. <laughs> And that is not hyperbole. That no, is the they, actual number. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of them. Um, but yeah, like, it, like, you know, if you are friends with somebody who has a kid, like, help them, help them learn how to navigate that and be there for them and enjoy it. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Because it's also yeah. okay to yeah. not be a kid person. Right. Yeah. And if you have kids, you should not expect everyone to be like, oh, you've got kids. We'll do whatever you need. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's not yeah. other people's job to manage your kids. If you've got yeah. great friends like Adam. Yeah. who like are into it great if they're not that's fine that's yeah. totally that's they have cool. that power too yeah absolutely all right okay this last one hi there i realize we have not had a quick fire round uh, of hard questions for the host to answer in a long while your instinctive response let's hear your thoughts and they have not seen these i redacted their yeah. yep. their show notes and this is from andreas so okay just like first response and i'm going to point at one of you Okay. And you have to answer that one first. Okay. Okay. First question. There's 10 of them. Okay. Ascending or descending AC? Oh, uh, 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 uh ascending AC. <laughs> ascending. Absolutely. Okay. Hands down. Yeah. The D12. Yay or nay? Yay. Oh, hell yeah, yay. <laughs> Underused, underutilized. Underutilized. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. D12 is the bomb. Yeah. 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 Metacurrency, like fate points or bennies, good or bad? Good. Good. Okay. Very good. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, minis or theater of the mind? Uh, theater of the mind. Oh, no, minis. Damn it. Mini. Yeah. Minis. Theater of the mind. <laughs> I love minis. I do. You but, know, yeah. I do too, but it's like, do we, do we get do we get a moment to like... The, the, I'll give yeah. you a, I will give you a brief... Okay, thing, like, we're going to check the rules. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Like, right? yeah. I, I, I've done... I've, I'm doing both now. Yeah. Right? And... Like I, because I'm doing D and D thing, and I'm yeah. like, it feels like that's really important placement, yeah. and I do love the whole physicality of minis and stuff. Yeah. But when I started having to do everything online, and before I got onto uh, one of the VTTs, yeah, right, yeah. and really utilized it and everything, like like all the Unistation thing is all theater of the mind, right? And I was like, okay, as long as it, the jamming, as long as I'm setting the scene right, and just like you know being kind of loose with ranges and things, uh -huh. or whatever, like it works totally fine yeah and it makes some things snappier yeah 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 i yeah i see that i think for me if i'm gming i would rather do theater the mind 
uh, you know, because I don't want the hassle as yeah. a GM. If I'm, uh, if I'm a player character, I, I, I like minis. If, it, <laughs> if the system allows minis, I would prefer to have minis because they're toys. I love toys. But yeah. You want to get in there and paint I know. all those abs? That's I do. I like, do. You know, like paint each yeah. of like sixteen each abs. individual ab plus right. the belly button because sure, you know the right. belly button is never on the. Also, mold. it's like the D twelve with the body. It's underrated. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. I want to have the minis and paint the minis and do combat without the minis. <laughs> yeah. 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 So okay. Uh, okay. Ready. Yeah. Wild attack or full defense. Wait. What? <laughs> Wild attack or full defense. Oh, uh, oh, full defense. Oh, wild I mean, attack. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Dritzt or Elminster? Dritzt. Uh, can I say neither? Uh, yes, that's a fine. Uh, I, sorry, I was a Dragonlance person. I didn't uh, really know them, the, those two from the books. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, dice on the table or hidden rolls? Uh, dice on the table for players, di- hidden rolls for GMs. Dice on the table for players, hidden rolls for GMs. Unless, unless... I will I will throw it out on the table if it's something like super important. Yeah. Where there's like a lot of super high stakes, and as the GM, mm-hmm. I'm totally good with either outcome. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Then, then yeah. I then I want the drama of the role on yeah. the table. Yeah. Also, also it's system specific to me yeah. because yeah, 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 like yeah. PBTA, it's more like it's Nobody everybody collaborate. Yeah. The well, yeah, the GM does the role. But like, um, what is it thinking of? Like, um, like the like Amber, the, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Amber like so. That doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't even know that. Guy. Amber doesn't use any dice. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, like Cortex or yeah. or like the Genesis system where it's more narrative based yeah. on the role. Yeah. Um, I, I like I'd, I'm happy to have them open where it's more crunchy like D and D. I want to hide my roles because yeah. sometimes it's a terrible it's, lightning round. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Right, keep going. Okay, sorry. sorry yeah. Okay. Crits, yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Why would you not have crits? Crits are awesome. Okay. Uh, published setting or homebrewed? Published setting. Homebrew. Oh. I'm surprised at that answer from Aren't you. Are you? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and last one. Storked it? <laughs> Wait, what? Storked it? Yeah, you storked it? Oh, I've storked it so oh, many times. Hell yeah. So oh my God. So many oh times. There is video evidence of all of us storking it. Oh, I, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? For, for the homebrew <laughs> yeah. uh, setting thing, I like to... Sometimes I don't have a whole homebrew in my head. I like to use a setting to give me a, a framework or a foundation or backbone. Yeah. And then I just homebrew the I homebrew the hell out of it. Yeah. On yeah. top of it. Yeah. But I like to have all that stuff there. That's what I'm doing yeah. in a Thursday game right now. Is I was like, I'm using Eberron. Right. It's really cool. But then it's like all we were like I was like, what do you guys want to do? And they're like, we really want to explore the Mornland. And I was yeah. like, there's not a great city that there's been a lot of stuff written about so i'm gonna pick one that's close mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna come up with everything what that city's about yeah but i've still got all the stuff to lean on yeah so i so i, I do really like that whole kind of thing of like homebrewing within an established setting mm-hmm. that i that i i get really into like like we're in we're in uh you know we're in the world of star trek but i'm taking you out to like a frontier section, right, right? Right, right. Or we're doing Star Wars, but it has nothing to do with like the the stuff we've actually seen in the movies. Yes. It's a different yeah. place and a different right. time. It's a good shorthand, right? Like, yeah, it's and yeah. people kind of know what they're what they're in for. Yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. if they come in, whereas a uh, you know homebrew isn't always that way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now the now the I will say the caveat on that is superhero games. Mm-hmm. I do tend to I do tend to homebrew. 
But especially now, because pretty much if I'm playing a superhero game, it's almost guaranteed to be masks. And and I'm generally going to like, I'm going to create the whole world from whole cloth uh, be right. after, you know, as a result of the player questions at the beginning. And, yeah, the, and, yeah. and I'm just going to, I'm going to make it up on the fly. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I do that. I do a lot too. Like, too, that's really interesting. Superhero. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see what Marvel does with their new system coming yeah, out. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if I really want to run like a Marvel campaign. It's yeah. terrible. Because everybody's got. Oh, oh yeah. No. It's so bad. Oh, it's no. so bad. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. The thing, and we've okay. talked about this on the podcast before. So I'm sorry to like oh. bore listeners with my bitching about this again. <laughs> but yeah, you want to roll a. On the dice, the best roll you can get six, is one, a six, six right? one and a six. And oh. it just feels just okay. so campy and like yeah. like not even like interesting. It's just like someone was like, hey, hey, yeah. this will be great. This will be great. And you're just like, what? Right, because um, we're six one six, get it? And the whole thing kind of feels <laughs> clunky like yeah. that in a right. way that's like yeah. a marketing gimmick and not like good design. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Anyways, Honest, honestly, yeah. like so. Uh, okay, so so if you want to play Marvel and uh, and and you don't want to use an existing uh, you know published system that's out there, what I recommend is uh, is get the Cortex Prime book, and then and then download all the character files from from the internet from the Marvel Heroic role playing game, and mm-hmm. then and then use and then put Cortex Prime together in in so so all of the systems in that are still in the Cortex Prime mm. core book. So you just have to like see, okay, well, they're using this this part of the the system and this part of the system. It's like a it's like a um uh it's it's like a choose your own adventure system, you yeah. know? Like it, yeah. you know, it's it's Cortex Prime as a book. It's a buffet. It's a yeah. It's not a game system. It's a buffet yeah. system. And trust right. me, like the green beans are not good. You think they're going to be good, and then you're like, oh no, these are horrible. Yes, get that part. Yeah, do not get some one of everything that's in that book. You have to like pick a couple of things and piece them together. But if you get all of those character files from the heroic role playing game, they're they they're all online as well as a bunch of homebrew ones. And then you can see from those, oh, here are the components from Cortex Prime that I need to pull out of this book to use for this game. And just play that. Um, and I only say that because it's so hard to get those books anymore. Mm. I have them and I will never let them go because there's Marvel is like burned all the ones that they could get a hold of, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We had this conversation like a month ago and oh. I said that. Um, it was brought to my attention, I think, by Erica Odd that there's actually a Marvel heroic role playing system that uh-huh. is out and allowed and it just has the marvel part serial numbers like filed off of it so it's the same game yeah and it's out and published right now it just isn't marvel anymore right right like you get to play badger who goes like snack (laughs) and you get to play you can still make the same characters like if you're playing your home game and you want to be captain america you can still totally do that right but it's just not he's not on the cover anymore and that's the thing is like like in super games like i want to make a hero and play my hero and do my hero's journey yeah Yeah. right and even when i did a lot of champions and i was gming a lot of champions Mm -hmm. like in one big home game i ran back in the first days we um I started with like everybody's heroes showed up and it was like this big massive event. It was like all these heroes had shown up for this dedication for Guardian, who's like yeah. the big hero and shows yeah. there was. And the first thing that happens is this massive giant robot attacks and kills pretty much all the known heroes. Yes. <laughs> and so now it's like, what are we gonna do? And so it's like, oh, all the B team, 
yeah. heroes have to step up. So uh, now, like, basically, the government asking as a patron takes the player characters and uh, is like, we're going to give you whatever resources you need because we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> right? And uh, it was a really interesting campaign awesome. because they got thrown into like, okay, here's a bunch of stuff we're not going to worry about. Yeah. Where Where is your headquarters? How do you get around right. places that if you can't get there from your superpower or whatever it was? Yeah. But then they had this massive mystery to solve is like, where did this robot come from? Right. Who mm-hmm. built it? What villains were behind it? Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. But that was like all, because nobody wants, uh, you want to be yeah. you. Make, yeah. a cool, yeah. make a cool hero. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I right. know I've talked. Oh, oh good. Uh, we just I, have to wrap up soon. Oh, okay. I, I've talked about this before, so I won't go into great detail, but Necessary Evil, which is a Savage World mm. setting, is phenomenal. It's very similar to that. It's basically there's an alien invasion and they trick all the heroes into getting together and then kill them. And, it, and so it's the villains who who have to like fight off the alien invasion. It's a great story really that want to play yeah, the so cool. yeah, it's, it's simple savage world system is easy to run and play and the 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 necessary evil game book has all the savage world's core rules for the most part and the and the campaign uh walk through. Uh, so Turkish <laughs> run that. <clears throat> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. She's it's, running like like uh, I think a couple different games in October. So yeah, it's exciting. Awesome. Yeah, there, if you join the Discord, there's a lot of people who are running games in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. All right. Hey. Are we good? So We're good. good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know we could talk forever, but yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us for season thirty, episode twenty-four of the Happy Jacks RPG podcast. My name is Kimmy. My name is Adam. I'm Bill. And thank you to our chat mod, James B, and to our amazing patrons who keep us ad-free and independent. <clears throat> um, so please make sure that if you're interested, you join the Discord. There's a little bit of a slower conversation area now. So if you're not the person who's on there all day wanting to chat, there's a forum function. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if you join the giveaway channel, you might win a deck of Decima from Vert. Um, and today... To we're, we'll leave you with a song. Um, this is the cover of Laser Printed Heroes, and it is by the Mary Sue's, which you can find at marysuesband.com. All right, like thank the you so Mary much. Sue's. Yeah, who are they? All right, yes, my band. Okay, we're going. Goodbye. She looks upon the landscape of this ancient battlefield. She looks upon the horrors that curiosity. She gently calms her battle steed as she reaches, reaches for her dice. And she's a laser printed hero, a figure cast in lead. And if you miss a dice roll, she may just end up dead. Don't forget about her backstory, her family and foe. And if this is her last stand, well, that's just how. As she waves amongst the horde, she leaves a trail of corpses with her trusty plus three sword. 
unto the mighty hero that turned that goblin host. She looks around the tavern and she mutters, what's the heck? She spots a half-elf for Keith as she rolls her charisma check. This show is a product of the Happy Jacks RPG Network. The Mary Sues performed our intro music, and our ending song was played with the express permission of the artist. Visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts.